see any good shows while you're in town? So I'll sleep no more. We talked about that? sleep no more. Have we talked about this before. It's my I third. Think so. It's my third time. I'm worried that Justin is like part of a secret cult. A sleep no more cult. A sleep no more cult. Like I get it. Like I saw a dude put on a funny mask and then get his dong out and then he got in a bathtub. And got like it. I got, I don't get, I get it. You got yeah. the art. I get for, the for the art people who it. haven't seen Sleep No More, uh, it's a theater show. It's a theater it's show where just a guy like... gets his. You're standing there, and a guy gets his whole dong out, mm -hmm. and there's a bunch of people sitting around wearing masks. So that's sounds like a Tuesday, um, and then he gets in a bathtub. Yeah. That's pretty much New York, whole, though. Yeah, I don't remember that show. And then I an thought hour, it was a lady got in a bathtub. No, a dude, no I dude definitely saw it. a dude get in a bathtub. Justin, what, what about the show makes you so enthused? <laughs> just, so engorged? Just a chance. So too messy. Just a chance to not be myself for a while. Yeah, just wear a mask. Don't we all wear masks? <laughs> Don't we? Don't we all get our dongs out and get in the bathtub in a room full of people wearing masks in some sort of Kubrickian psychosexual I guess nightmare. I keep hoping that one day one of them will say, Justin, do you want to get your dong out too? Yeah. <laughs> oh, finally. Let's start this thing. Let's get this. I think there's like a punch card you get, and after you go five times, they you like get your invite dong you out. <laughs> <laughs> they punch your dong, which is unpleasant. So, welcome back to uh, no, the second. Uh, sorry, <laughs> but excusey. What? It's called Justin Does the Intro oh, Every I, I Fucking thought, Show I, Ever. Oh, I, oh we, we, I thought we were just beginning the second no, show. No, it's like Ooh. a totally separate show. Hey, did you do those interviews for the person to take Chris Plant's job after? <laughs> <laughs> I hate me. I'm just trying to help. <laughs> just trying. Let's start right with Chris Plant down there. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Besties. My name is Justin Backer, and I know the best game of the week. You can't say week anymore. Mm. Ever. Here we go. My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the year. I know. My name is Griffin Mac. <laughs> I know my name. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I don't know it, but we're about to figure it out together. My name is Chris Plant. My name is Ross Rushing, and I know the best game of the week. Can we special effects post it so that Chris Plant's hat goes flying off? Woo! <laughs> 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 Welcome everyone to the final besties ever. Uh, where we're gonna pick from these eight games here to find out which one is the best one. Last week, if you were watching our video program, you saw us narrow our, our hot 16 down to a stinky eight. We've been living in Barcade for We've the been last living week. here in beautiful Barcade for the last week. Uh, I think Plan is sad that his hat's not there anymore. We're gonna take these eight games. We got eight big ones for you. They're competing. Uh, and we're gonna get these down to a final four, a final two, and then a, a Bessie, stop right there. A Bessie Supreme. We're still there. <laughs> so next year, cliffhanger. Uh, and they're going to be winning this beautiful statue, handcrafted by our own Chris Plant, the uh, Bestie Supreme. Oh. What carrot uh, gold Bestie is Supreme. that? Uh, it's the, the, <laughs> the best one. Sure. Just say the best yeah, one. The whatever best. The best. It's up there with a you lot know of how numbers. I, whatever, however many carrots you All want. All the numbers, yeah. There, it's in there. Uh, let's, let's talk about our first pairing. Okay. Uh, up first, we have Hotline Miami versus Journey. This episode of The Best These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, 
but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Hotline Miami versus Journey. Wow, this is, this is where it's going to get tough. Yep. Uh, the fans, we should mention, loved Hotline Miami. Hotline Miami was our number one fan-voted pick. But right. I think that's just because Devolver Digital. I think there's some home, some home cooking there. I think, we got, I think our site got wormed. Yeah. I think there was a worm virus. I think 4chan and uh, Anonymous. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, it was definitely there. They wore some masks. Also Tremors. Uh, I will say Lulz, Hotline, Lulz Hotline deserves it because that game has been pirated to a <laughs> nauseating degree. Yeah. Uh, Journey, I imagine, is much more difficult to pirate. Yeah. Um, I found a way. So. Oh, and this is our scale now. This <laughs> is our scale. The, um, we are really dancing around this because I don't think. I, oh man. It's I had. I had so much fun playing Hotline Miami. It's such like a. If we're going by personal choice, mm. which I, I think, yeah, I think from this point on is all that we have to go on, yeah. I think I'd have to go with Hotline Miami. Do you know what I liked about both these games is just playing the games had, had something to say about like what those games are. Uh, like Hotline Miami, it's a game where you shoot people and kill people, but it's also a game about that. Like yeah. It actually wants to say something about that. And Journey is a game in which what, all you're doing is pinging at, making noises at people, but it's a game like more or less about communication and being around people. They both have, a, I, they I both think, have a message that neither of them come out and say. Like in Hotline Miami, it's entirely emergent where like you instantly restart when you die just by tapping R. So you'll get in these things where you try to set up these schemes and combos and it'll go wrong and you'll press R and you realize that you've been doing the same thing for an hour, just killing the same 15 brutally guys. Killing them, brutally killing them for, this, for an hour and then you realize how like crazy that is, like how desensitized you've become just in this one room, you've perfectly mastered the art of killing these people. Like it's it's a horrifying realization and I feel like that is the most affecting But I also think it's like the most, it, it does that extremely well. I also think it's like the most obvious thing you could be saying about video games. Like it's not that interesting of a statement to me. Like it's not, I think Journey's more aspirational than Hotline Miami is. I think Hotline Miami is very much sort of this is where we're at right now. Like this is the the landscape to a sort of a, a, a microcosm, basically, of its basest components. And I think Journey is is a much more hopeful g- game in that it says like this is how things could be. Right. Um, but but I think both of them get back to that thing you were talking about when we compared uh, FTL and 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 Mass Effect, where both of these games use mechanics 
as a, as a narrative device or, or, or as something more than just components of the game. Hotline Miami, I'm playing the same scenario over and over again and I'm so frustrated that I'm angry and I actually get that like, I'm gonna kill these people. And like, that, and it gets it across with mechanics. It doesn't say like, your character is very angry and he wants to kill people. I felt the rage that it is trying to communicate through and it did that with mechanics, which I think is super impressive. I, I, I agree with what you said about Journey being uh, more aspirational and more hopeful. But what I do think is interesting about the way they went about that was by just shutting out the world. It, it, it has to exist in this vacuum where it's like you can't communicate <laughs> like with human words. You right. don't find out that you're actually talking to human beings until the end. And it's like, yeah, it, it, it did it, but it did it in... It's not easy by any any means, do you by know any means. But it it basically was like I don't like these parts of humanity, so I'm just going to. Cut <laughs> but them that's out. that's that's why it's you're, right. You're, you're saying it's sure. that's not a negative. There, I have never played a game with any online multiplayer functionality where I saw another human being and got excited. Right. But when you see somebody like That's in off in the distance in Journey, like I always I chase them down because like the the solitude in that game is like smothering. Like you when you are all alone trying to you know, figure out the world, you get so deep into it that you don't think about anything else. And then when you see another moving figure, like it's really... It's like you landed on the it's moon. It's a great point. Yeah. And you're alone and it's creepy. And then suddenly in the distance you see a shadow and you're like, I need to run to that person. Yeah, and, and I think that that's a much more, I think that's a much more positive sort of like helpful sentiment to get across. And we can agree that both of these games are weirdly dancing around the same sort of uh, of larger themes i think that i for me personally i appreciate journey's ability to prove this idea that playing online with other people can be a positive experience and like and that is something that i may not have believed beforehand yeah. um and and for for me because of that i i would have to pick journey between the two of these you know what i came into this planning on going hotline Switch yeah, you wow. just con you convinced me too. Atticus Finch over there. <laughs> yes, twelve four angry men. <laughs> See, the thing about Journey is you can't stab this way. You yeah. stab this way. Well, let's like, let's 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 be honest. These two games should never be <laughs> pitted against each other in any sort of yeah. It's completely <laughs> abstract. Like well, I don't know. We'll sure, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah the baseball yeah, team should pitted the football team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, I I think I think Journey. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. Awesome. Great. Yes, Journey wins. Up next, uh, the bloodbath of the show, Walking Dead versus Far Cry 3. Take uh, Zombie game versus island hunting game. I feel, like, I feel like your guys' struggles are all going to be internal. My conscience is clean on the matter, and that I think it's Walking Dead. What? Just Griffin like really was not crazy Far about Far Cry 3. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I like Far Cry 3 a whole, whole bunch, and it's a fantastic game. Uh, it has deserved most of the praise that it has gotten, but I have a few big problems with it that I addressed on The Last Besties, namely that the progression stuff, I think, is not very well um, defined or implemented, and the stealth stuff is kind of weak at times. The controls suffer at times. The manual saves don't work most of the time. Like that kind of stuff really bothers me. A lot of your problems, me. I think, though, were console-centric because I played on PC. That's, that might be well. The progression stuff isn't, and apparently yeah. the storyline just. I don't tanks. agree with you. Right. I think the progression stuff, though, is not a clear negative. For me, the pers the progression is gated in such a way that it makes the game mechanically satisfying over its 
over the the life. It's of not just the... it's not just the gating. It's the point that it's the fact that just because it is gated, and also because the the branches aren't really clear. Let's like, be specific. You're talking about unlocking skills. I'm talking about as you level, you unlock these skills, yeah. right? But you are never really defining yourself as as the type of player that you want to be, right? Like you always. If you play normally, just going around and freeing the camps and, and uh, you know finding the radio towers, like you're getting enough experience to level to a point where you can unlock basically everything that is available to you. So you're not really defining yourself as like the stealth guy. You're just spending your points in all but of the, the trees but, as you but, get them. But you, but you also are making the, the decisions that you make. I mean, you you were right. Like by the end, like literally for me, it was the final section of the game. Yeah. I unlocked the last skill, but. You're, you have to live with these decisions for a, a, a while, usually, in between points. I mean, you're, you're defining what you're going to have as you play through certain sections. Um, you know, though it all may come out, you know, with you having all these abilities at the end, I, I think it definitely can, you know, you can, you can focus on one that will, that will have to last you for a while. Like, it, it can guide how you're going to... I didn't, I didn't, it didn't feel like we made the comparison before of like this to Skyrim. It's not like I felt, oh, now I'm an archer and I can like, that's all I'm no, doing. No, but these, these are, we can all agree that these are RPG mechanics, yeah. right? That, but Sure, but they're light and, RPG mechanics. But they're, I, they feel like light or lighter RPG mechanics to the point I just, where you're I don't understand defining the, your character. I don't understand the intention of putting all of these things in the game. That branch, they do branch saying, define your character if ultimately that's never going to really happen. Okay, okay aside, from, aside from that, First, the idea of scoping out a situation uh, before you go into it and being better prepared for it mm -hmm. is something that I think so many games have attempted to do. And this is the very, the best, and maybe the first for me that has really, really worked. This idea of, okay, I see a situation, I'm gonna get my camera out, I'm gonna scope it out, I'm gonna figure out a plan of attack. Yep. And it, is, it uses game mechanics rather than you know, what, whatever other games have relied to at this point, it uses mechanics to give you the feeling of preparing for a scenario. Yeah, like yeah. you're stalking someone. Like, yeah. I'm in the bushes right. taking pictures of someone. I see your and camp. I know I where see they what are. You guys, that's right. such a cool... And they don't know where I am. That's such I'm a cool... hiding in the bushes. Yeah, exactly. That, staring at That's them. super cool. While they undress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, uh, the first person platform where you're climbing the towers and they manage to make these different towers that are really you have to figure out how to, and some of them towards the end are like, I don't know, I gotta really piece this together. Sure. That's, I didn't, I, kind, I just, I didn't really like those because again, the controls are sort of iffy. Like you have to climb up, you get the climb prompts, but they're I, like, yeah, I don't, they're I never seemingly had random. These problems. I, 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 problems. I think it is a PC console, which is still a problem, but also what I, what really struck me about Far Cry 3 was just that it wasn't a shooter where you're going on a flat surface. Mm -hmm. And like you, you get so used to, even like Halo, it's like, it's flat, even when it inclines, it's flat. Like yeah. it's like these like very sharp, you know, triangular angles. And here was a game where it's like, I would crest a hill and I would see a, a camp or a shipwreck or something that I never knew was there. Or even inside of these hills, I would find caves. And those caves would have branching paths underwater. Yeah. And, and there were just so many, were, it made so much use of all the space, like a real world. Mm -hmm. And it was because of that, it was the first, like, 
it was the first shooter where I felt like I was in a very real space, yeah. which made those hunting scenarios so much better. Because even as much as I love Dishonored, and we, maybe these two will face off at a certain point, I don't know, but it still felt like I was doing what they wanted me to. Mm -hmm. Th there were a lot of choices, you know, maybe 10 ways to break into a building, but it still felt like, well, these are the 10 ways they want me to yeah. do this. And I felt like I had 360 scope in Far Cry 3. Like, I could really come into these camps any which way I wanted, and it would feel wildly different yeah, every I th time. Yeah, I, I think this is where Far Cry 3 really succeeds, is this open freedom, uh, especially when you're, like, going and conquering outposts and getting towers and stuff like that. It really works. The problem is it's paired with a campaign that is really generic. And in terms of the gameplay, it's very generic. And the story towards the second half of the game becomes like uber generic it, to the point where you're in a helicopter with a minigun shooting guys. It does not deliver on the promise right. that the first 15 minutes of the game puts to like, out to the first two hours. First, I would say the first half of the yeah. game yeah. until they make a in the last third, I think they make a pretty severe tactical error and lose from a storytelling perspective and lose sort of the thread that made it. They have one of, I think personally, the best video game villains. Uh, uh, certainly uh, this year. Certainly this year and, and, and in a few years yeah. um, without addressing, you know, anything too specifically. Like, they, they don't. Follow through. Follow through on, on that. And it feels um, like they only realized that halfway through that he was that interesting. And yeah. so, it, I mean, yeah, you really just like it. The second half of the game is you don't even know why you're doing it. It's just like you're what just I sort guess, of plugging around. I guess uh, if I had to theorize, I would bet the voice actor probably brought a lot yeah. to that. Oh, my God, They yeah. maybe didn't even realize how good of a character they, he had until he sort of inhabited He was it. tremendous. I would love to see him become the Nolan North of video game villains. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what, I, what I would also say about Far Cry, and this is a mistake I did with Just Cause 2, which I've said a billion times that it's like my favorite game of this generation. And I didn't give it enough credit at the time because the campaign sucked. And slowly but surely I realized I was playing this game for a half hour every week or two since I've had it. I just yeah. always go back to it. And I don't think I'll be going back to the world quite as much just because I can't fly or right. do all these crazy things. But after I finished the game, I was like, eh, okay. And then I started it up and I started doing these like post-game missions that were just as fun. It was what I liked about the first part of the game. And it was just letting me get back into just kind of stalking about this land and use all the crazy weapons that I've collected and just have fun with it. Yeah. And what I realize is, at this point, the post-game is better than the final third of it, and I'm going to be playing the post-game for a long, long, long time. So, I, I, honestly, that's why, to me, it beats out Walking Dead. I think Walking Dead is great. We haven't even talked about Walking well, Dead yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 we have talked. We, we should definitely... Walking Dead, I think... I mean, I wrote all our, our reviews for it, and I think I heaped a lot of praise on it. Here was the only thing I would say about Walking Dead is a completely new experience. We overuse that a lot. Like, I think Walking Dead is unique. Um, and I, I think we, we ascribe that to too many games. But Walking Dead is trying to do something um, completely sort of unprecedented with the way it lets you experience a narrative uh, and, and lets you really shape a narrative in, a, in not a boring bi binary way like uh, Mass Effect 3. Or, or the Mass Effect series. Um, what I would say, though, is like I think that Walking Dead gets a lot of passes for the places it stumbles in execution because what it attempts to do is so sort of uh, audacious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
picture. I, I think a metric that people use in the kind of video games as art debate is, does it make you cry? How affecting is it? And, and what I think with Walking Dead, and I think this is why also why it gets a lot of passes, is because what, what we know it's great storytelling, right? And we know what great storytelling is because everybody watches TV, everybody watches movies. It's something you can show to somebody who doesn't play games, and they'll recognize that it's exceptional. And I, I, I like that. And I think it's great that we have these games like this, too. But like Justin said, it's not especially good at just some of the basic kind of game mechanics. Right. And I think next year, we'll see Walking Dead Season 2. Hopefully, they'll fix a lot of these things. And I think but we'll get. The mechanics you guys have a problem with are sh shooting zombies in the head, I'm assuming. Well, there's more or to even it just than that. Walking, walking around. around feels like clunky. It's technically not a like, good game insofar as like, there are key gameplay moments where I was talking to someone and then they vanished. Yeah. Like, and it's a buggy game. And I don't think it quite delivers as much as it set up on these choices you're making have as big and as lasting ramifications. I disagree with you just because, like, your ending point, the end point of the series is roughly the same as everyone else. Like, you get so invested in the characters. Yeah. I think... I think that the fact that who you have with you at the end, like, I think that that's a pretty major... I, I, like, I, I, I'm... Both these games are great. I'm really nitpicking yeah. here. But my thing with Walking Dead is I think there is a lot of room for it to grow. I don't think it's flawless. And I think because it is... Being, it's bold and it's doing something very creative and it's affecting, which is so hard for video games, I think it, that's giving it maybe a bit of a free pass in but certain that, other ways. But to say, I, to say I, I think yeah. it's the greatest written video game of all time, I'm not, that's not a pass. That's like, it's the best written video game I've ever played in my life. Like, I'm not giving it a pass for that reason. I'm but saying if you're, but it's if you're saying, but, what, but when you get to the point where you're saying like, we're choosing the best game, like, it's the best written part, video game but, of all but, time. But, that, but if I were to say, like, that uh, Halo 4 the... had the best art direction of any game, it's just a component. Right, but the yeah. art direction... I felt a constant sense of tension and dread throughout every episode of The Walking Dead. It wasn't because the art or anything like that. Like, if the art in Halo 4 was so good that it made me feel that, then... I would, I would agree with you, but it's not. The writing in Walking Dead is the game. Well, it's what okay. the whole game is based on. I do want to say, personally for me, some of the dialogue in the Walking Dead game was not great. I, I don't think it was that like, oh, that's such a clever turn of phrase or that's such a profound... A lot of it is well acted, and but, but I like, also and found it's not just dialogue, though. It's the, it's the scenario. And yeah, also, yeah, yeah. while, while I'm, I'm happy to say it's the best written video game of all time, it's still not a whole lot better than episodic television, if better at all. The second episode yeah, I would agree with is that. the most obvious read of a horror movie ever. I mean, like, it, it's leaps and bounds against a lot of I shit. think you're selling it short. The second episode was my favorite because the whole time you think it's not going to be that. No So way. much so that the when it is... It no. started. I was ready for it that. Was, that. It was, it was, I, and I think that is an important distinction to make, is that our standards for video game writing are so low right, right. that when we see anything really reaching out and doing something better, we uh, heap praise upon it. Do I think the writing is better than Portal 2? No, I don't. I think Portal 2 yeah. is the best writing. I, I, I agree. And I think, I, I think it's a lot but it, more difficult to do what a game like Portal does, where oh, you're know. taking the story in without yeah. people just feeding you the right. story. And it, 
it, but, it, but we have had so many of those types of games on the list of it's all immersion, it's all in the gameplay, you're telling your own personal story through your agency. Isn't it kind of special that this one game gets actual storytelling in the sense that the developer is telling you a story? I think, like, I think, it, it's, it, I think it's great. Walking Dead is a different... It, it is What it does so well, I think, is, is realizes what's special about interactive entertainment and figures out how to capitalize on that in narrative to say like, okay, you, you do have a choice here and rather than try to gamify that, we'll take narrative and make it more interesting by giving you a hand in it rather than using narrative to backfeed sure. into game mechanics. Sure. But I, I honestly believe, and this is sort of optimistic on my part, but it's, it's sort of like when you watch a classic movie that, that has inspired a lot of movies that come after it. If you see the stuff that comes after it, you know, like um, Hill Street Blues, I think is a good example of this, where like you watch TV now and you're so inundated with like brilliantly multi-layered stories in television that if you go back to that and you watch it, it's kind of like, okay, well, this, you know, it, it may not seem as special. But was that at the, the cop time, musical with William Shatner? Sorry? That was Cop Rock. Cop Rock. Cop Rock. You can see how you can see. My, think, my thinking is that with Walking Dead, if you go back to it in five years, I think... I, I think two years. Two years. I think it'll still be like really well told, cool story. But I think they've unlocked something here that other people are going to be able to build on and execute better. I cannot wait for Fables. Yeah, I I think what they do next is going to be bonkers. And I, I'm just part two. (laughs) I mean, I I, like I said, I it's a really exceptional set of lists. And Um, King's Quest. I, th- I feel like, out. I feel like we out. need to make a call. So uh, for me, it, it, it's, it's, it's hard, but it's Far Cry 3. I would say Walking Dead. I would say Walking Dead. I would say Far Cry 3. Oh, man. Russ, you're obviously the, the swing vote here, and you're yep. the one that, that we got to win over. Yep. Who's the, who's I'm the, the swing vote for Walking Dead? Probably me. Okay. I'm the David Souter of the group. What is, what is it that you're... Uh, Supreme Court Justice, David <laughs> Souter. <laughs> what is... Continue. Uh, what, what, what is your rationale? Um, so it's essentially open, the openness and the freedom of Far Cry, which I feel tails off, like once you've sort of done a bunch of the open stuff and you're left with relatively linear, not great missions, versus the excellent writing, although the eh gameplay of Walking Dead is sort of the decision that you're making. And couldn't the far, couldn't that? Couldn't a better balance of uh, you know what? So in uh, Far Cry Three, couldn't a better balance of approaching one rather than the other, like spacing out the the minis- missions and the extra stuff? Couldn't that have alleviated that? If yeah, well, yeah. So that was essentially a lot of the issue for me was that I spent probably the first three to four hours of the game just doing the open world stuff, and then I was sort of like, oh, I need to unlock a bunch of skills, so I got to do all these missions. And invariably, when I was doing a story mission, it just felt flat for me. And I mean, I'm surprised that you guys didn't feel the same way that the story mission. Not until after of... halfway. Yeah, really? I, I liked most of like the escaping the burning building was awesome. I like the one where you have to burn all the weed, and there's that song in the back that's like burn all the weed. Was that the level in San Andreas that did that? No, it okay, was. That was a, that I, was Far Cry Three. That was Far Cry. I, I like the level that was like Uncharted, where you go into the crazy cavern, and at the very end of it, you see this beautiful, like it looks like an Uncharted level, and the guy's like, "Okay," and he just turns left and leaves the cave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, it's you know it's tricky. Um, in terms of the game that I'm gonna remember in five years, it'll probably be Walking yeah. Dead. 
I, would... I think Walking Dead gets points for accessibility too. Like I, you and I played it in the same way. We're like my fiance who doesn't really play many video games like we played every single yep. minute of that game together just like of taking turns you know doing That's... moving around and the other person making the decisions and then by the end it was like the where we ended up was a joint experience which was which was really special for me i haven't but had then again i mean in terms of an open world like feeling like i was a badass hunter far cry, like the, the again those first four to five hours of far cry i was like absolutely smitten by that game. Like, I could not put it down. Um, In which game do you kill the most tapers? <laughs> <laughs> I really do hate, hate tapers, so I think if we're going to pick one I, game. My, the only thing, the only argument I can levy against Walking Dead is that it, it is so innovative and revolutionary, if I can, I know that seems like a superlative, but it is. I mean, I think it'll, I think it'll really help to evolve how Narrative is approaching games. If Gary Widow writes every, Gary Widow only writes oh, the, the whole team. The whole Sean team is really strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that you will see a game like Walking Dead that shit may be Walking Dead. You know, the second, season, the Activision shooter. That'll yeah, that that will come out and you'll be like, oh, okay, you guys nailed it. Like you executed on this great idea. But you but just like, said that the first season of Walking Dead was revolutionary. Like Revolutionary doesn't mean best game. That, like They changed the rules. And I feel, I feel like Far Cry 3 worked inside an established you know, construct of what we think of video games are. And they perfected a lot of those mechanics and did things that uh, other games have What you're saying is like Far Walking Dead is like the Daniel Johnson of, of video games, and that another game is going to come along and be like the Nirvana. Right, and they're going to take all those, all those weird little notes, right. and they're going to make it into this beautiful thing. And, and I'm sorry, like, I think Walking Dead is very, is, again, audacious. I don't think, I think a lot of the specific story beats and stuff are not like so greatly written. I mean, are not great writing. They're just, we're not used to seeing them presented in this way. And you know what, I would, I would agree with that. I think people, Although I really did like the writing and a lot of the story beats, overall I think people do exaggerate how amazing they are, and that you watch a season of Breaking Bad or even like not the best show on TV right now, like whatever Boardwalk Empire, you name it, and Cop Rock, Cop Rock, <laughs> and you're getting seriously more interesting stories out of them. So I think people are sort of giving uh, Walking Dead a lot of leeway because it's a video game and our expectations are a lot lower. Um, so I would say in terms of w where these games excel, uh, Far Cry 3 excels where it's excelling in a better way than where Walking Dead excels. So you're are you switching? I think I might be going. Uh, here, here's, here's what I'm going to say. Let it go. No, just embrace it. Embrace it. Roll with it. Say, yeah, fuck right But through. they're both tremendous. I just games. think I'm going to switch. No, no. Fuck <laughs> 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 okay, uh, That's a tough one. You know what, Because I still don't, Can I don't we, know. We might as well just stop right now because. <laughs> Guys. History may not judge us. Dare I? Dare I? What? What? Oh. Okay. Guys, okay. I didn't. We were going we to save this for the end, but. You know what? This, I think this, I think Walking Dead is probably going to be better than whatever second place I, game. Yeah, that right. We knew that we might. You know, we're really indecisive people. So this is a beautiful thing, right? But Walking Dead. <laughs> Walking Dead. Honorable mention. This is, this is coming for you. The consolation. This is this is called the. 
Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Not Bestie Supreme. Pretty good. Pretty good award. It's the besties. It's the besties mini. Can we call it? It's the besties mini. Some might say it's better because it's sleeker. It gets better mileage. Some might say it doesn't look like a Gears of War statue that I painted in my backyard last night. So we're gonna get this. I'm not gonna say engraved. I might use a white out. White out. Yeah. And I'm gonna send this. And it'll say pretty good on it, like a child. Job Stoffer at Telltale Games is coming your way. You can put it in the front office. Yep. We'd really appreciate that. It Put it right next to your cyber monkey. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, Up next. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I can't read it as dishonored every time I see it. Up next, dishonored. Money penny. Dishonored. Dishonored. Money I like Scottish. Dishonored versus Splunky. Oh, man. Dishonored. So that's the stealth game versus the cave game. Yeah. I'll be over here. Yeah, so we know that it's not gonna, probably not going to be a tie because Justin has already made his vote and he doesn't 
doesn't matter what we say regarding Splunky, he's going to pick this honor no matter he what. He is the highest ranking official of the site on this podcast. So really, it's all, it's really all up to him. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't want, I don't want to get in the way too much. Okay. Um, I'll let you, I'm, I'm curious to hear what Spelunky you say. Splunky was a great game. I never finished it. I really like that. I like games where, you already brought this up, every time you die, you learn something. And Spelunky does that very elegantly. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people compared it to Dark Souls. I feel like Dark Souls did the same thing. Every time you died in Dark Souls, you learned a little bit about the run that you have to do to make it to the next part of the game. The difference being uh, Spelunky has controls. Good controls. Man, I hate no It looks nice. And Dark Souls looks fantastic. Oh. This, God, we Sorry, can't even bring off. other games into it. We're getting off. Spooky um, doesn't look nice. But <laughs> retro graphics, we get it, guys. They're hard um, to make. They're, I never, I never finished Spelunky. Well, yeah, there maybe two percent of people that played Spelunky finished Spelunky. That doesn't, is, that doesn't have anything to do with whether or not it's a good game. I just felt like it was, it was a little too punishing because even when I felt like I had learned enough to, I could feel myself getting better at the game. Whenever I would get really far or really close to unlocking one of the checkpoints, which are really, really difficult to do, I, sometimes I would die, and I would, I, the only thing I could chalk it up to is randomness. Like, there's a, there is that hint of randomness in the game mm-hmm. that kind of spoiled the experience I for me. I actually would is, like Spelunky more if it was a set map that you could learn. Like, I think that's, that, for me, is where Dark Souls and Spelunky diverged. Is like, I, really, I think I would dig Spelunky if it was like, this is the path that you take to get through it, and it was about learning that path. I think so I'd enjoy it more. the reason why Spelunky succeeds, and the reason why I played Spelunky, I think at last count, like 1,200 deaths, something like that, is because of the randomness. Even though I felt like I could handle every given situation, like, oh, I know what this trap does, I know how to handle this enemy, the randomness of the maps meant I was constantly thinking, how do I handle this situation? Whereas, you know, essentially if it's the same map every time, you're just, oh, I run here and then I jump here and I use my whip and it's always the same thing. And how many times would I play that game? 50 times maybe? And then I'd beat it and I'd be like, yeah, great. I have no desire to play it again. But now, because it's random, every time you're playing it, it feels like a new experience. Even though I feel like I can handle everything, can I handle a snake coming after a trap immediately? I don't know. I've never dealt with that before. And that's what the magic of Spelunky is, is like, constantly being given these challenges that you can figure out if you're careful and you're thoughtful about it. If you rush, you'll probably die. Yeah. But there's, there's always a way to handle the situation. There hasn't been a lot of great local multiplayer in a long time. Uh, and hanging out at your place and actually playing local multiplayer, both through the single player campaign, not really single, the co-op campaign, and then the like crazy uh, versus mode, Deathmatch, which yeah. I love. Yeah. Like people don't even talk about that mode and how great that is. It, it it felt like being back and like being a kid, basically, like hanging out at a friend's place and like playing this game for just like hours and just totally losing track of time. And there aren't. You, we talked about this with Journey, where it's like finally a game where I'm just enjoying spending time playing a game with a friend, and it's not just me shooting them. Yeah ad nauseum over and over again on the same map. I will say flip side of that point though, is I don't have many gaming friends in Austin. I would have liked to have played that game multiplayer. I don't really have an option because there is no online multiplayer. I don't know, I mean, I get it. Like people obviously, it would have been better with online multiplayer. 
Let's also so factor hard. the amount of work that would have been required because it's such a game about precision. Yeah. And the second you bring online multiplayer, that's there's no way that's to like. That's not my problem. That's their yeah. right. problem. You're right. You're well, right. But well, I think it's a matter of like where you put your focus. And instead of online multiplayer, you put its focus on crafting and refining a single player. Maybe that one man studio wasn't so lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Two okay. men, two men. Uh, let's, yeah. and Sorry, let, two let's men. Let's talk about Dishonored. Yep. Uh, oh, it's sick. I love the abs. <laughs> Five seconds ago, off camera, you go, you know, I didn't like Dishonored you know, quite as much as everybody else. But it's, it's, a sick, it's a sick game. It's, it's got sick. so many points. It's got, it's got it's a, it is, I think when Justin was it's playing it. I'm saying it's leak also. Oh, wow. Um, it is. I, I, what I like so much about Dishonored is I have never really cared for stealth games mm -hmm. because I always get frustrated the very first time that I think I'm hidden and the game doesn't. Um, and it's Dishonored sidesteps all of that because it doesn't give you all of these half-baked stealth mechanics and vision mechanics and light and dark mechanics. It basically works the same way that a, a you know, truck works in that if you can see them, they can see you. Right. Right. Like, it's not like... Except with I, Wait, trucks can see? Yes. Okay. In, in the movie Cars 2, which is my favorite movie. Got <laughs> it. Um, but that actually doesn't work for peeking. I mean, you can, if you peek, you can right. see them it's, when they it's, you. But what I'm saying is that you never have to worry, am I in a dark enough corner? Right. Like, if a dude is in front of you, it doesn't matter if you're sitting in a bush. Like, the dude's going to see you because you're in a bush. And, like, there's a lot of... Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the way that it gets around that is by navigation or using your special powers or... or you know, freezing time. It's not a stealth game in the splinter cell sense where you have to use the stealth mechanics that you're used to. You have to sort of outthink. You have to outthink the AI, not outmaneuver them, yep. which is. Uh, I also, we've been talking about story a lot. And I think Dishonored does a good job of kind of mixing the immersion story of like a portal where it's, you know, it's written on the walls yeah. and a walking dead. And I, it uses stealth in such a smart way where you're rewarded by sneaking up on people by getting bits of really interesting story where you're kind of learning about this world that is just slight of reality. And, and what is so clever is that the game changes itself depending on how violent you are. So if you go through killing everybody, the world becomes a more violent place yeah. and it puts more people in front of you to kill, basically saying, if you're a stealth guy, we're going to let you play through it in the stealth experience. But if you start playing it in a violent way, if we still had that stealth world where there was only one or two guys patrolling oblivious of your existence, it would be a walk in the park. You would just have mm -hmm. to walk through and shoot the guy. It doesn't do that. It yeah. throws more guys at you the more guys you kill. Like, basically throws zombies at you, too. That's the best yeah. way. It's like, oh, you like these type of games? You must like zombies. <laughs> you must like that type of and, game. And let's not... Let's not dismiss the fact that the world that it takes place is so is so sumptuous. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's great. I wanted to. I just. I want like ten more games in that world because it's so, it's so unique. I get why they got frustrated with people just saying, "Oh, it's steampunk." It is so so much more than yeah. that. Like, I like all the whales too. The yeah, whales. Justin loves whales. Yeah, my favorite mammal. Hmm. So I think if we're basing it on whale power, which one has <laughs> my favorite mammals? Um. I mean, how do you think these games stack up? So, Dishonored. 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 I'm probably going to have to go Dishonored. Okay, I would say Spelunky, but I understand. Spelunky is a, it has a very special place in my, in my heart. Also, I heard we had a rule about not voting for games that already came out in 2007. <laughs> oh, oh, so Persona is going to be an easy choice. 
Um, so congratulations to Dishonored. Man, this has been a good year for video games. Uh, up next, uh, Persona 4 versus FTL. So uh, Japanese game versus uh, spaceship game. I don't see why it has to come down to race. <laughs> oh no, I was actually just talking about- spaceships a race? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's a good point. Uh, Persona 4, uh, great, great game when it came out in uh, 2009. Okay, uh, okay. Does it feel good to eat your words? I, it, they are picante, <laughs> they're so tasty. Um, Persona 4, I feel like I'm the, I've gotten the furthest in it, so I'm the biggest number one super fan. Um, it, it, it is a very good role-playing game. The, all of the mechanics are linked in a way that makes sense and are valuable. There's no one area of the game that you can really ignore, which is rare in a role-playing game. Uh, there's a ton of content in it. I'm about 50 hours deep and, and still, you know, barreling through, still really liking it. And uh, You know what I like about Persona 4's mechanics, too, is in a, in a lot of RPGs, the spell system or the social system will be like, well, it's the Dragon Tears system, you know? It has to do with this complex story about Dragon Tears. Yeah. Or it has to do with some, you know, stones that were lost so many years ago. Yeah. And here it's like, well, teenagers tend to be really depressed, and they have to battle their inner demons. Right. And they're probably going to kill themselves if you don't become friends with people. And those friendships are your social links. Right. And it's like, all of the, the mechanics in the game connect to actual things that I understand and I right. relate to. And it feels like it, because it decided to do that, it says a lot more than the average RPG I agree. does. I think, and also the actual mechanics of like combat, it doesn't just boil down to the RPG trope of use your strongest attack or use the strongest spell that you've been working to unlock. Oh, you unlocked it, now you use that. Every battle requires like a, a lot of strategy or at least a semblance of strategy. Uh, that I, I don't think know. Really strategy rewarding. is it's just I mean, like weakness. I mean, that's not it's new. It's about finding like the. No, you do have. It is interesting how you have to work to find the weaknesses for sure. You have to experiment to find the weaknesses. But once you found a weakness, then it's pretty. I mean, pretty cut and dry. You use the thing it's yeah. weak against. I mean, I, I don't think it's yeah. like. But you could use the thing it's not weak against. That's a pretty. That's a pretty bad strategy. Okay. Let's talk about FTL. And there's FTL. Oh man, FTL. It's You're so good. So good. I don't have something. There I want to say something smarter. So about the it. reason, on. and we were just talking about Spelunky, but the, a lot of the reason why I like FTL is why I like Spelunky, which is to say, it's a game that, you know, essentially could you could beat in an hour, but every single time you play, because the game is presenting you with random variables and random moments, and like what equipment you get and what ships you get and what's available in the store, every time you play is new, and you're constantly forced to use new strategies, and that's just like, that keeps me going. Like, there's so many ways it, to experience it, that game. It, one, it is wonderful about taking what should be very complex, and in many games in like the, the uh, combat, you, you know, with some sort of vehicle, vehicle combat, where the, it seems so complex, it, it is so smart about cutting away everything except the essentials. Like, these are these exact systems, and it ties the what would be very abstract like actual rooms which which i think is so smart and seemingly obvious in retrospect but it really it, it for me was helped me to process a genre that i'm not super interested in all when that. when you talk about walking dead being this game that people are going to look back on and be like you know storytelling kind of it got its kick in the butt right there and you've seen all these great games down the line years from now 
I honestly believe people will look back at FTL in terms of what it does with systems and roguelikes, yep. making them digestible, and also how it uses story in that way, that we will see big games taking a cue from this and building out just some truly brilliant stuff. And yeah. I, I do think it is a game that we'll look back on and say, wow, that really inspired some of the best stuff. Persona, that. Persona 4, though, has the highest Metacritic score of any game of all time. And this time it's golden. <laughs> um, FGL is on a platform that most people own. So it's going to come down to that, huh? <laughs> Can I uh, say, I, FTL. The more, yeah. FTL. And, I know I'm in the Sorry. minority, it, it, but my, I feel like my minority investment in Persona 4 is like, it might be my favorite game that's come out this that's year. That's fine. My favorite that's game fine. is Dragon's Dogma. Yeah, I like Spunky a lot. Yep. Oh, well. you, know what, you know what is great about this? It's about compromise. It is. It's about friends being friends. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, FTL. So, to recap, going oh into God. the final four, Journey versus Dishonored, Far Cry 3 versus FTL. There might be a real crazy surprise ending coming from this, okay. now that I think about it. Yeah. It should be interesting. Uh, first round of the final four, Journey versus Dishonored. 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 Yeah, I'd probably. <laughs> <laughs> Dishonored's fun, and Journey's, for all the good things you said about it, Journey's not very fun to play. You only have, like, one button. <laughs> that kind of sucks. You got one. It's great. There's and it's a, it's a game that I honestly believe everyone should play. But, <laughs> Run yeah. I, I loved Dishonored, though. I thought it was excellent. Um, Journey, Journey may be, big picture, more important. Yeah, I would, I would say it definitely is, like, again, of the game you're going to remember in five years, I think it's Journey. Uh, but Dishonored, as a game that I played and really loved playing, also, you'll remember Journey more, because by then you'll be focused on Dishonored 4. Right. <laughs> right. Um, wow. Are we done with that? No, I, I mean, like, I don't, we, we, we don't want to rush games. past it. Just, like, I think that mm. Dishonored is, the, is a more complete package, where Dishonored is not only excelling at these mechanical things and doing things that other games haven't. I think there's a temptation to, like, if you go back to the ground floor and just build, you know, the very sort of specific mechanics that suit your game. I think there's definitely a, a place for that, and you can sometimes end up with a stronger product. But like, I don't think you can discount games that are the whole package, that are, you know, a I'm, whole narrative and are, uh, you know, a, a... Gameplay narrative, you know, everything. Systems and mechanics and... Not only that, but it's, you know, it's rewarding to go back and look through Arcane's history and see, like, this game is so clearly inspired by the games they've made in the past, like Thief and, and Deus Ex. To see, like, these mechanics have evolved. They were great back then, and they were groundbreaking back then. But to see them reach this... Zenith, really, like, I, there's not a thing I would have changed about about Dishonored's mechanics. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's just really rewarding, and to set all that in a world that is like, it's not often that like worlds in video games become iconic anymore. Like, I feel like most of the worlds, when you think about like iconic worlds, you think of like Hyrule, or you think of you know one of the older Final <coughs> Fantasy games, or or City Seventeen or whatever it is. Like to have to have that in a game that comes well, out. Well, Journey is also has an iconic world. Like, you see a screenshot and you know it's Journey. It's, not, it's an iconic mountain. Yeah. I agree. Um, Ziggurat, if we will. Um, Same. I, I think Journey succeeds wonderfully at, at what it tries to do, what it does. Yeah. I just think Dishonored was, was reaching for more, and it's a more impressive feat that they got all those plates spinning yep. simultaneously. And I, 
I mean, I, I, I just had a lot of fun with Dishonored. I'd agree with that. Uh, and uh, Far Cry 3 versus FTL. Woo, doggies. This is where things get interesting. Uh, so first blush, I got to say FTL. Wow, really? Yeah. I really like FTL a lot. I mean, I, I really, really, really liked FTL a lot. Honestly, I, FTL, again, not only is FTL a game I'll remember in five years, I'll probably still be playing FTL, and that's not even a joke. Like, in the way that I still play Binding of Isaac, in the way that I still play Super Meat Boy, like, these are games, Splunky is another game like that, that I can keep coming back to. And Far Cry 3, I'll... But More I than likely, want, never touch again. I want a game that I could just be done with. And just like have it on my shelf and walk by it, look at it, and be like, yeah, finish that game tape. Like, well, not all of us are made of gold and silver and myrrh. Uh, <laughs> sometimes you need to, you know, get a that's lot out I, of one that's person. That's why I jangle when I walk and I, I know. smell so strong. all the myrrh. Perfumes. <laughs> uh, I think there's something to be said for an experience that, and not only that, it's an experience that could so easily be expanded with like, they could add like 50 new encounters and mm. they could hey, just... Hey, we're, we're, we're judging the game that's here. Okay, fair enough. Right now... You're, it's a... you're saying it's a strength that it could be DLC'd? <laughs> what are you talking fair, about? Fair, they fair could fair. really make some more money off this thing. Maybe free DLC. I don't know. Guys, I'm, uh, Far Cry 3 has so many... I, I think FTL is great with the systems that it, that it creates and is so smart and precise about how it integrates their systems and probably gives you better, uh, is great about like creating that narrative, that sort of emergent narrative. Yeah. Um, Far Cry 3 just has so many uh, of those same great moments like that are emergent. I mean, I had this awesome one where I was flying in on a, a hang glider into an enemy base and as I was flying over, I saw a leopard tackle a, uh, uh, a deer and like take it down like right below me. Like, that's crazy. And that yeah. is just something that happened in my experience and which is one of the strengths of FTL, that random. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and my temptation was to kind of write off Far Cry 3 actually because I was going to say, well, what's great about FTL is that it doesn't always have to be violent. It doesn't always have to be guns blazing. But some of my favorite moments of Far Cry 3 were those where I, I wasn't fighting anything, where I was going around this beautiful world, and it would just be a trip. Like, I, I, I was on the mountain, and then I flew off the mountain down to the water, and then in the water I found a cave, and I went down to that cave and went underwater back into the mountain, and what I, where I ended up was, like, at the base of a waterfall type of thing, which is something... Can I just say that be, telling your Far Cry 3 it's story, so boring, it's right? like tantamount to... I had this dream last night, <laughs> so and you were there, and so was my teacher, but she was made of bacon. I, as much as I love FTL, I think for me this comes to Far Cry 3 is, as, a, as a game design is closer to what I believe is important in that it, uh, it, takes, it cares about the player and it doesn't want you to ever be bored. It, it, it reminds me of Saints Row 3 in that way of like it works so hard to always be giving you something worthwhile to do, something interesting to do, something fun, uh, like everything you would... I remember when I was sliding down, like when I was climbing down a ladder for the first time, I thought, oh, this will be boring. And oh, he, he slides down the ladder, because that's cool and fun. There's not a single moment in that game that isn't considered um, from a gameplay perspective. Obviously, 
they probably should have considered did, having, a white, having a white yeah. savior. That, that um, yeah, that yeah. minor problem. <laughs> Despite like my hangups with Far Cry 3, I had more fun than I did with FTL, and I realized how clever FTL is and its mechanics. I could just it was it was a little too. I realize this makes you sound like a like a child, like a baby, but it was a little too difficult for me. Like the the. I know that it doesn't have that randomness in it. Um, it just seemed that way to me. Like I would spend all this time building a ship that I thought was really strong, only to have the, my one crack in my armor that I didn't know how to prepare for get exploited, and then the hour that I put into the game is just gone. My my, my complaint is similar to that with FTL, where I got um, I played on normal for a long time, and then I switched to easy because I wanted to see more of the game, and I got to the final boss in. Uh, FTL and I and I was used to the difficulty curve of this game. I got to the final boss in FTL and was so annihilated that I never played it again. So, I never had any yeah. interest in going I, back. If I were to admit one sizable fault with FTL, it's that the final boss fight is kind of bogus. Like it does not prepare you at all for how to deal with it. Even after you lose, you're like, I have no idea what happened. It also has a second form that you right. that well, you don't even know is coming. So I'm right. using all yeah. my resources. It, it's, it's it's unfortunately handled the boss fight, but I would say the things you're talking about where it's like, oh, I died from this thing, I think you are constantly learning from this game in every other count encounter that you're doing. Um, and that's what makes it exciting. Towards the end of Far Cry 3, when I had all the skills and everything like that, I felt like a god. I was marching around the island, slaughtering lions and soldiers, what have you. Minorities. C4. Minorities, absolutely. But in FTL, you're constantly on edge because any encounter is capable of taking you down if you're not thinking. And I really think that's the sort of gameplay that should be encouraged because it makes every moment meaningful. Whereas towards the end of Far Cry 3, I was just checking boxes off. Um, should we vote? I think we should. I think it's I think it's Far Cry Three. I think it's Far Cry Three. I think it's Far Cry Three. Oh, FTL. But okay, fair enough. There's we're gonna we're gonna go into the final two right here. It's interesting what's happened going into this okay. because we're gonna have two very innovative, very uh, interesting, very colorful, very beautiful first-person shooters. Well, Facing off each other. First person stabber. First, first like person stabber. There's a lot of stabbing in these games. I. It's just a first. Dishonor is not a first person. Like, not even a first person stabber. It's, it's just so happens game. to be played through the first person. Game. Right. I played through Dishonored. I only killed one person I killed, accidentally. I killed no one. Really? Yeah. That's too bad. So, that that's not a shooter. Well. You wouldn't win in Doom not killing anyone. All right. So, final two Dishonored versus Far Cry 3. I, I really like Dishonored a lot, and I think there are many ways in which it succeeds more than Far Cry 3 did. But for me, seeing the way uh, Far Cry 3 handled the stealth mechanics, specifically that idea of letting you, giving you more information about where the enemy is as a, as a way of empowering you. Um, for me, playing Far Cry 3 made the stealth stuff that Dishonored did less impressive. Because you realize I, that you can do that. Yeah, there is a power, there's literally a power in Dishonored that you can turn on to see where enemies are. Well, okay, but Far Cry 3, first off, it is about, it, it is, you gain that from preparation. From Dishonored, it's magic that is, and, and, and not just magic from like magic powers, but 
there's not a, a, a gameplay basis for it. I like that you build that in Far Cry 3. Also, it's something that you turn on in Dishonored and lose a lot of the vibrant world. I mean, you get this kind of plain, a lot of PP yellow, uh, this PP <laughs> yellow world, and Far Cry 3, you keep, you keep the, the, the beauty of it. I think it's more consistent. That is one thing I would, I would like to see banished from stealth games. PP? Is the, I always the call it feral, I call it feral mode because the first game that I saw in was Wolverine Origins, and that that to me is like a problem when that's the game that everybody's like, eh, it's pretty pretty. No, you know. it was it was in for example another Harvey Smith game, Deus Ex: Invincible War had that. Here's the issue with stealth games: you need to know what's around the corner without jumping around the corner. You need to. Sure. And there, I mean, I'm not saying this is a great way to handle it, but you can't just have it be well. Sorry, too bad. You need to feel like you know what the situation is in front of you. And when it's not an open world, I'm on an island, I can stand on top of a mountain and look down game. Yeah. What I, are we're your getting, we're getting We're getting way too esoteric. Right. We need to focus on more broad stuff. Right. For me, the, even though Far Cry 3 had an incredibly enormous and beautiful tropical world, the likes of which I haven't seen since Far Cry 2, although this is obviously much better presented, the, the world and environment of Dishonored was much better for me, and the progression systems in Dishonored I enjoyed, at linear though they may be, they made a lot more sense to me than in, in Far Cry 3. They tailored themselves to my play style instead of being... I lost interest in the progression of Dishonored about halfway through. I felt like I'd got all the things that were really super interesting to me. I think a lot of the unlocks came too late in the game, and Warren, I was not at a point where I was gonna alter my play style to integrate What them. do you mean they came too late in the game? Like, well, that I, I got to a point about halfway through, maybe even a little more than that, where I sort of had my skill sure, set that I, my guilt yeah. that I relied on, and I don't think it ever encouraged or forced me or anything to integrate the other skills I was unlocking. So yeah, I because you lost interest in the skill tree or the sure. progression system because it's like, okay, well, I have what I need. I don't really need this other stuff. But at the same time, you are still establishing your play style, which Far Cry 3, I don't think ever really did. Right. No, you can, I mean, you can make the decision definitely to go into a situation loud, to go in quietly. You can make that decision, but compare this to Dishonored. So you're building your character out. Let's say I'm a stealthy guy. My stealthy guy at the end of it will play and have completely different powers from a guy that was playing like full on assault, kill everyone. And that you don't get in Far Cry. Like, and also, I feel like Dishonored- No, your, your guy at the end of Dishonored is gonna have everything unlocked. Yeah, but you're- You're not gonna but have- But you have the ability, you're choosing which powers you're using and by that differentiating- I still think we're being way too easy. Okay, to you're probably- I mean, what, I don't know what, I, well, these are the specific things that made the game fun. Like, I think if you're, if you wanna go story for story, I don't think Dishonored's story is any great shakes. It's uh, interesting, it, it doesn't deliver on what it, it is it, a heck of a lot better no, than Far Cry the, Story. The turn in Dishonored is not a not believably telegraphed in any way that you would like. It, where it's even li logical, and two, I think it's logical. It, it does not have a a consistent uh, antagonist through, through the whole game, and it tries to change on you in a way that is not. Well, each mission is its own antagonist, essentially. Uh, okay, each but like as a, as a as a story. Like it is not. I'm, all I'm saying is the story, and I think Dishonored's story is, in much the same way, it fails to, um, you know, give you that sort of motivation that really delivers through the whole thing. 
Um, I would agree that the overarching story of Dishonored is not great. I would also seriously imply that the Far Cry 3 overall story is not great. Here's what Dishonored... I agree. I'm not discounting that. I'm just saying that if you're going to... We're talking about these esoteric gameplay mechanics. Okay. Because it's like... I mean, no, but there's more I've... to look at. More broad stuff to look at. I would say if you look at the overarching world and the story behind that world in Dishonored, it crushes Far Cry 3. Like, yeah. not even close. Like, there is no... Like, all you got in Far Cry 3 in terms of, like, world building was, oh, let me find memory cards and read a bunch and of... And also check out these dope cave paintings. Right. They like shimmer was, with magic. Then, but there's the letters that you get from, from That's the, the original inhabitants of Rook Island and... You should this, see that stuff. You shouldn't be like, oh, you I'm going to find a letter. You, you do. No. You, see, you see a complete short story. You walk into a room and see a guy that had been killed and you see the things surrounding him and you're able I to... I see a whale, former whale refinery that powering, was shut down. Powering like an elevator. Like, right. how, what is this? What is this? Sure, it's a, it's a waste of resources is what it is. <laughs> Just use a chain, you know? Far Cry 3 use a chain, Chris. is <laughs> so much fun. It is so much fun. What Dishonored does that I, it didn't really strike me until now is all of the things we've been talking about today. All of them. Story, it, f delivering story in an interesting way that other people aren't doing. Emergent gameplay, allowing you to uh, attack things. Wait, attack are we talking about Far Cry 3? Talking about Dishonored. Oh, okay. Ta attack things in, a way, in different ways each time. Play it how you want to play it. All these different things that we like. Yeah, a game that kind of actually wants to say something, even though the story, the straightforward story itself, I believe, fails. It doesn't do any one of those things better than the various games. But it does almost all of them. Mm -hmm. And it does them all admirably well. Yep. Um, and in that respect, I do think it probably beats Far Cry 3. For me, my playthrough of Dishonored, the wheels really fell off, especially towards the end. That last level is, is really, if you're a stealth, if you're playing as a stealth character, there is no, it, it is the most anticlimactic ending to a game that I can recall. And I think that that is a lot of what the, and again, I really, really, really like both of these games. So I'm not trying to throw one under the bus or, or whatever. But when I finished this on, I was like, oh my God, was that, I mean, that's really the best you have for I me? It's like, like I snuck around and then I jumped on some guy from a ledge and it's like, that's the end of the game. You beat the game. What did you think? Like, well, I thought it was kind of bogus, but thanks for I thought the it. final level was cool, but I would agree that the final encounter, the final boss fight, if you will, on a stealth well, playthrough is lame, but I don't... There, I guess there kind of was a boss fight towards the end of Dishonored. You could entirely skip it if you want. Oh, yeah, that was a mess, too. I, that's weird. I mean, that... That, to me, is a, an example of where, if we're getting down to, like, brass tacks, to me, the climax of, of, uh, of Far Cry 3 may be a little silly, but also, like, felt like a climax. I mean, it felt like you were building to something, where the climax of Dishonored... What was it, the climax of Far Cry 3? It, it felt like a... Do you want me to tell people the end of Far Cry 3? For I honestly, I just played it two weeks ago, and I can't tell what you what a it thrilling. is. That's a telling... Oh, yeah, seriously? Really? Yeah. Seriously, I can't. Well, that's you BS because it? you actually talked about it. Like you might have a brain sickness. Yeah, yeah. you talked about it ten minutes ago. Someone called Doctor House. <laughs> <laughs> what did I Clue: have? It's an it's a survivor horror movie that becomes an '80s action movie, and you've blown the shit. No, but I'm up. talking about a specific climax. Then, I'm not talking about the second half of the game. That's the climax. That's the, the climax. You killed the bad guy. <laughs> that's horrible. Um, that, that was the worst part of the I'll game. Talk, I'll talk to you about it. We're getting into tall grass. I like 
I like Dishonored better. Just the uh, everything that you said, the world, the I felt like I was part of the world more than I did in Far Cry 3. I felt like a tourist who was killing everybody, which is basically <laughs> what Far Cry 3 is. That's so good. It is good. I feel the same way about uh, Dishonored as I do a game like Batman Arkham Asylum, which was everything that it's trying to do, as Plant said, is done admirably well. Like, I don't think it fails on any specific level. It might not be the greatest thing ever, but on like it really like the overall mean of what they're trying to do is so much higher whereas i think far cry 3 does things possibly even better than dishonored in certain aspects but overall you know the overall product is not quite on that same level i the reason i'm 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 going to concede this uh is that far cry 3 i did love and but the last third of the game if Far Cry 3 had delivered on a consistent vision and like from both from a narrative perspective and from a gameplay perspective, I mean, let's be honest, you get to the final third of Far Cry 3 when you get to the other island and it's like it doesn't have anything left to show you right. from a gameplay perspective. Yep. And the story is not helping there either. The, the wheels do kind of fall off for Far Cry 3. I love the first two thirds way more than I love the last third. Yep. Um, and, and, I, and I don't think quite... To that extent, I can levy that complaint against Dishonored. Um, so, wow. We did it. Did it, it just happen? <laughs> to our friends at Arcane. You can just I'll bring that back with me on the plane to Austin. You can, I'll just you can drop this off their it. office. I'm sure they're going to want to put it somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I'm so, sure people I, on the plane. I honestly love the idea that in Bethesda, there's going to be a Gears of War statue painted gold. It, <laughs> let me just say, if, if they don't, if they don't put oh, it we'll there, we will make sure that they never win an award in never. this industry. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll take the award away. I will uh, retroactively <laughs> rescind and give I it will, to... I will levy a lot of yellow journalism against him, yeah. too. I will, say, I will say some shit. Or the, gold. Yeah. Gold journalism. Because let's be honest, they never would have put it up in France. You know? At least in America, they put it up. In yeah. France, they would have never put it up. Mm, in the, for I, for that... Far Cry 3, the thing about that, international shipping... Right there is enough to give it to Dishonor. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to uh, ship that to Canada. That's great. Did Montreal's in France, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. <laughs> it's been French. Are we cool? <laughs> so this has been the besties. And I don't just mean this. This has been the... Oh, God, are we done? Is that it? Are we over? Is that a wrap? Does everyone want to say this? Diane? Did their favorite game win? Did anyone's favorite game actually win? <laughs> that, that's what's amazing about this. My favorite game didn't win. Nope. No, mine neither. Mine neither. That's, you, know, this is, <laughs> you know what? Democracy does not work. No, yeah, democracy is bad. I think nope. the moral of the story is... Oligarchy, <laughs> I, I, I like, think, is the way to go. Don't worry. Uh, okay, enjoy this. But you didn't make our favorite game. <laughs> no, they, they made our favorite game. They did our, our collective our favorite, favorite game. Thank you to those of you who have been with us for this entire year, for this ever-changing uh, freeform... Odyssey exploration into game criticism podcasting. Uh, we, we hope you enjoyed it more than we did. Um, and do you guys have anything else you want to say before we wrap? Th th I mean, Thank you. what's left to say? We've what's been saying say? things for, for like, like four hours, hours now. Um, so, so long. I feel, I feel good about our decision. I think, I, think it, I think at the end it all worked out. Yeah, me too. And all it took was a year of podcasting to find out that, that this game reigns supreme. Next time, can we just do it? Which company gives us the most money? Yeah, and then how we do can... we? 
Yeah, like a, like a chest. If they could like fill a chest with Here's, holes. If you want to just give us some exclusive trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down with that too. That'll be all on Scoops. the second season of Besties. Which we're just gonna do for ourselves. If I can, <laughs> you mean like how we've been doing it? We won't it. subject. We won't subject you to it. But but if we decide to subject you to it, we hope you will join us then for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games?